Hello and welcome to the podcast, UFO Warning. Today we're talking a little bit more about Area 51 and the areas around Area 51. Now a lot of you might already know that Area 51 was started back in 1955 when the first pilots noticed that uh, this big old dry lake bed groom lake was there and they said, hey, you know what, that would be a great place to land a U-2 at. So within no time at all, the government had... uh, claimed the land through the Atomic uh, Commission, and we came up with what we call Area 51. It's called Area 51 by most people because that's the name of the area on the maps from the Atomic uh, Commission. It's had a lot of names and slang names. It's been called Dreamland, The Ranch, Paradise. Most of us just call it Area 51. Now, it got in the news a little bit this past week with uh, the big storm area 51 movement, which pretty much didn't even turn into a shower, let alone a storm. But I think it's important to notice that there has seemed to be some things going on there. I mean, we're talking about 38,000 acre area. But the area of influence of area 51 seems to extend beyond, you know, its borders. Like I said, it does have uh, a bit of a past. I mean, it seems like it was back in the 80s, maybe late 80s, 90s when it came to light. And I believe it might have been through like a 60 minutes investigation to begin with. That they've been burning a lot of waste out there. A lot of real nasty waste that resulted in people getting sick. And I believe some people even dying. And through a number of lawsuits filed, we find out that they probably hadn't disposed of this toxic waste properly. But... At the same time, the government decided there was not a thing they were going to do about it because they couldn't risk revealing the secrets that Area 51 held. Now, you have to wonder if those secrets might not have included metamaterial. As we learned in the past few weeks, the government and some private corporations now for so many years, I mean a couple decades at least, have been on a... uh, a campaign almost like a like a uh, holy grail type um, adventure trying to find material that's been left over from UFO encounters or UFO collisions or wrecks or whatever. They call this stuff metamaterial. You might as well call it magic material because this stuff is amazing. We saw George Knapp's article where they revealed they had material that was layered in layers a micron thick, something that humans couldn't ever do. We talked about how the late Dr. Norman Lear had found implants in people that contained amalgams that were from other galaxies. So this stuff is floating around. A lot of it has been spirited away, sure, as soon as it's found or it's been purchased or been taken to a lab somewhere. But while we've just kind of been uh, ignoring what's right in our face, the government and a lot of uh, a lot of curious people with big resources have been tracking this stuff down. And you have to wonder, looking at some of the stuff that's came out of Area 51, I mean, we're talking about the U-2 plane, probably the self-bomber. Um, some of the composites they use are amazing. And you have to wonder, are they hiding this metamaterial at Area 51? Is that why they were so adamant about not talking about the materials that they were working with there? And it's not just materials that they've been accused of hiding. Um, actual aliens, alien craft, and a whole lot of other stuff. And that brings us to our next uh, point of the conversation, and that is the underground bases that had purported to exist near Area 51. Now, Bob Lazar said that he worked at a place called S4, 
which was an underground base southwest or southeast rather of area 51 i think like 20 30 miles and you can look that up online we talked about it a little bit and there are people that claim to have a google map video of that where they say hey you can see the entrance into the bottom of this mountain and um I believe it's a Papoose Mountain there. It's a mountain range, a very dry, air rolling hills. It's about 4,500 foot sea level, I think. But that's the one, the one underground base that has been purported to be there for quite a while. And then there was another one that came up this week that we learned about, if it's real. And that was through an investigator named Scott Waring. Now, he has a website called etdatabase.com, etdatabase.com. And I came across an article where he was quoted by IB Times, and he says that uh, through Google Maps, he's discovered what he believes is another underground base about 50 to 55 miles northeast of the perimeter of Area 51. And he has some pictures on his website there, etdatabase.com. And i got to say, it's very interesting uh, he points out what he claims are vents and also what he thinks are uh, top sliding glass doors or I guess like hangers you could slide airplanes in and out of or spaceships. And he also notes what he thinks is some kind of a grow operation for uh, genetically modified crops located around the base. And he made some speculations about that stuff. It's all it's all very interesting. I'm not 100% sure that's what it is. But you know, considering what we've learned in the last few months and all about the non-disclosure from the government, I mean, you know, you've got to give it some thought. But I have to say that I admire the fact he's going out there and he's doing real investigative work with Google Maps. It's just something that anybody can do from the comfort of their own home on their PC or phone. And he's not the only one. There's quite a few of these guys are going around and they're just meticulously looking over uh, sections on the globe and they're finding some of the coolest things. And I have, to, I have to say, I think this might be the way that we come across a breakthrough in the UFO community as far as investigations go. Because while, you know, CNN's calling people that question what's going on at Area 51 conspiracy theorists. People like Mr. Waring are just going about their business and finding really interesting images on Google Maps. And by just putting it out there, boom, it's in the public's eye. It's on YouTube. It's, it's online. It's on these websites. All of a sudden, it forces the general public to have a conversation about what's going on. And we have to ask ourselves, what what's going on with our own government when they're on this mad campaign to build these uh, deep underground military bases? Now, we've talked about these before in other podcasts, but it seems that they are just at a fever pace to get as far down as they can, as fast as they can. And it used to be these things were kept completely off the radar. But now with Google Maps up there literally looking down on people, giving you his bird's eye view, it's almost like they're in such a hurry to get underground that they can't tell Google to get their maps blocked. I mean, let's face it. If Google started blacking out every spot where they're digging at, people will become even more paranoid. So you wonder... 
what are they hiding? Or are they preparing to hide themselves? Because as we stated a few days ago on the podcast, we have another Mount Everest-sized hunk of rock headed toward us. I'm going to try to do a show on it here in the next couple of days. But right now they say it's going to be whizzing past Mars uh, sometime in October and then shortly by Earth after that. Now, some scientists are even coming out and saying that they're not ruling out the possibility that this one or the other big one, I can't remember the name, it had the Hawaiian name, that these things, because they're from another solar system, they're outer stellar, I guess you call it, they're not ruling out the possibility that these things could be some sort of giant spaceship disguised as a rock. <laughs> And honestly, what better way could you do it? I mean, if you're traveling through space and, you know, you're worried about the apex predators out there, it would make sense to, uh, you know, tunnel down into something and uh, just fly through the galaxy, you know, camouflaged. And then if you find the right planet to stop, hey, go for it. So it seems like the whole notion of tunneling, I guess... It seems to be a, a galactical notion this week. We have we have the possibility of aliens who have tunneled into giant asteroids headed our way. And then we have the real factual reality of our own government, which has tunneled into mountainsides and now appears under the desert to do what or hide what, whether they're there experimenting with dangerous GMO crops, whether they're working on alien spaceships or working on some unfortunate alien or maybe working with some alien on some exotic metamaterial, we don't know. We do know that they're not going to tell us. We know that for sure. The government is not going to disclose anything to us. If you had any doubt about that before, you shouldn't now, because after the big brouhaha with these last three videos that were released, when they just came right out and said, well, you know, we released those to our friends who are the elite public, but they were never supposed to be released to the general public. And when they were called on that, because somebody noticed, well, it wasn't classified, you know, you, you had no right to withhold that from us. They just kind of said, yeah, well, we'll do what we want. So when someone tells me that, hey, maybe there's an underground base that's been recently built uh, north of Area 51, well, before I dismiss it out of hand, I have to look at the pictures myself and, and give it some thought. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. Uh, take a look at those pictures. Stop by the website, ufowarning.blogspot.com, ufowarning.blogspot.com. Check out the site. Check out the links. And if you're feeling generous, stop by Anchor and drop a couple bucks in the tip jar. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.